Blog Talk Radio. Tuning in this fine evening as we get you set for WWE's Night of Champions this evening, the night where every WWE championship is on the line, and we're going to dissect it. We're going to give you predictions. We're going to give you opinions because this show right here is the most complete pregame show around. Check us out. Remember, special announcement, tomorrow night, we got J.J. Dillon. Speaking of champions, we got J.J. Dillon on the show tomorrow. J.J. freaking Dillon is going to be on the show tomorrow night. We're going on at a special time, 6 to 8 o'clock. You want to listen in that night. We're going to get his reaction to what happens tonight at night as champions, as well as delve into all the history that J.J. Dillon has been a part of. We are so excited to have him on tomorrow night, tonight, because we got a jam-packed duo of shows going on tonight. We got internet blogger from RantSports.com. He is their wrestling blogger, wrestling expert, Michael Riker, will be joining us a little bit later on to talk about tonight's pay-per-view, so great duo of shows. We are very excited. Let's get to it. Check us out on the Facebook page. Our Facebook is Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Again, that is Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Our Twitter handle is at The Ken Reedy Show. If you do the tweeting thing, get on the Twitter, follow us over there at, at The Ken Reedy Show. And our website is TheKenReedyShow.com. Again, TheKenReedyShow.com. Blogs, pictures, fan pics. You can listen to the show there. My God, what a great website. Head over to thekenreadyshow.com and check out our website. The other thing you guys know, we've been talking about it for months. Very excited as of recently, we went over the 20,000 hits milestone. Very excited. And I'm talking about 1640 PWPR, one-stop shopping for wrestling podcasts. It's a network, man. It is a network of great 
radio programming to do with the world of pro wrestling. There's also some MMA stuff sprinkled in, a little boxing sprinkled in. If it's violent, you'll probably find someone on 1640 talking about it. Go to iTunes. You go on iTunes. You go on your little search bar there. You, you type in. 1640 PWPR, our network pops up. Click subscribe, because you know what? You can subscribe for free. Is there anything better than that? I don't think so. Subscribe for free over there on the 1640 page on iTunes, and then you got access to all these great shows. Our show is on the network, Blading for Truth, The Cool Down with AC, King Firehawk, just to name a few. Great stuff over there. You want to be a part of this. Head on over there. I mean, 20,000 hits can't be wrong. So get over there. Subscribe. Get on board. And the other thing is, if you think you got what it takes to be part of the 1640 family, then shoot us a, a, a sampling of your podcast. Uh, give us a, a reel, if you will, a, a demo tape. Do you use tapes anymore? Do you call it? Give us a demo. A demo. And we'll give it a listen, and uh, we think you got what it takes. Maybe you'll be on the network, too, as this network continues to grow and grow and grow. It started this year, so we're looking to get bigger and bigger and better, and and we're just growing. And and as I said earlier in the show, just having a J.J. Dillon on tomorrow night, you know, we're just growing here, giving you more and more quality programming. So head on over to 1640 on iTunes and check out 1640PWPR. Subscribe today. And with so much to get into, so much to talk about, Night of Champions, Mike Riker's going to join us a little bit later on. Could not do it without my tag team partner, who is on the line all the way from Connecticut. Dave, how are you doing this fine evening? Give me the hot tag. I'm ready to come in and clean house for you, brother. All right, man, let's do this. You know, I, I started off the show, and, you know, lots of stuff to, in the intro today, lots of stuff. And, um, you know, hitting on the 1640 thing. And one of the things we're doing at 1640 is we are doing uh, a, a power ranking. You know, let you guys know what we think, you know, who's 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 doing work, you know, who's, who's getting it done these days in the world of pro wrestling. And we release our power ranking uh, once a month. Once a month we're releasing our power rankings, and uh, the power rankings for this month just came out. And uh, just to let you guys know, all the shows on our 1640 network uh, have a vote for – the, the, the Power Five and the Power Rankings. And what happens is this, it's really simple. This is how we do it. Each show gives us their five, and each each candidate, or if you will, a person on their list, it's inversely weighted, meaning that if you're, someone's ranked number one on your list, they get five points. Number two gets four points. Three gets three points. Four gets two points, and five gets one point. And then we compile everyone's list, and the person with the most points gets one, yada, yada, yada. That's how the, so that's how the list is compiled. So the list is not our show's list. It's not the Henry Show's list. This is not King Firehawk's list. Uh, this is actually a compilation of all the shows that are on 1640 because we thought it would be good to get a nice cross-section because people watch different things. People had different styles that they like. And, uh, you know, the 1640 power ranking for September came out. And just so you guys know, here's the, the list. Um, number five was Lesnar, Brock Lesnar. 
four, John Cena. Three, AJ Styles. Two, Jay Lethal. And number one, Seth Rollins. Uh, you know, I think it's a solid list. Um, am I 100% in agreement with all the, the spots on the list? No. I would say, Dave, the one thing I, I would like wholeheartedly agree with, and, uh, you know, if we, uh, you know, if the year ended now, it would probably again be my candidate for a wrestler of the year. But uh, Seth Rollins being number one on the power rankings, again, second month in a row. Uh, since we've been doing this, so two months running as as top guy on our power ranking, uh, I, I think he deserves to be there. Yeah, agreed. I mean, he's putting out quality matches. Uh, the storylines are pretty solid. Um, I, I will agree with you know AC from the cool down. He he has said that WWE has taken the uh, the Ring of Honor storyline with Jay Lethal holding two titles and kind of copying that and 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 putting that in uh, you know in replace with Seth Rollins. But um, he's doing a good job overall. He's doing a good job getting the people to hate him. Um, he's, a, he's a throwback to, to, to bad guys of yesteryear in professional wrestling. And uh, his matches are fun and exciting to watch. He's a very good wrestler. Um, and I will be the first one to admit that I didn't expect him to be the man with the title out of all three guys in the Shield. I really didn't. And uh, I'm, I'm, I was proven wrong, and I'll gladly admit that. He's done a fine job as champion. He hasn't had the greatest um, scenarios to work with storyline-wise, but he's done the best that he's could, and he, it's just the beginning for him as far as I'm concerned because, um, quite frankly, he's he's one of the guys that you can label as the future in WWE. It's not just the tagline on TV. It's the real deal. Yeah, definitely a solid. I mean, when you're talking about the beginning stages of his career, uh Real solid beginning stages of a of a guy's career, um, you know, and it, it's it's interesting, you know, he's a guy like, and you you just said it, Dave. He is kind of that throwback heel, uh, which I really enjoy. Um, you know, at times I do sincerely feel that uh, you know there are certain like wrestling terms, and uh, you know that 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 fans have learned that uh, have been a detriment to the business. Um, at times, and I think the business has to be blamed for, to a certain extent for that, uh, for pulling kind of the curtain back. Um, but that whole idea of, you know, needs to be, quote, booked strong. Why are they making Rollins, quote, look weak? Uh, he needs to, quote, win clean. You know, they love, like a lot of fans love to throw that in there. You know, I, I it doesn't bother me. I think Seth Rollins has done a nice job. I think he's a guy that, you know, I don't think he, you know, it's weird because, like, you know, there's, there's like, the wrestling term, like, you know, quote, weak, and then there's, like, real life being weak or strong. Like, I don't necessarily look at Rollins as weak. I look I look at him as, like, a cheater. I look at him as a guy that's willing to do whatever it takes to keep, you know, hold of that title. Um, but it doesn't bother me. And he's a guy, like, you know, as we're talking, and we're both, like, you know, all excited about uh, tomorrow night and having J.J. Dillon on. But Seth Rollins is a guy I would love to ask Dylan about. You know, he is kind of that throwback. He's that heel that, you know, he cheats. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't win clean. He hardly ever wins clean. There's always something going on. But I, I kind of like that. And I think he's done a really, really good job, um, regardless of whether the program, like you said, Dave, whether the program has been stellar or not, he's done a really good job. 
at, at what he's supposed to do. And I, I, you know, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm fine with what they've been doing with him, and we're going to get into his ma- matches. I mean, now we're talking. He's got the power rankings of the top wrestler of this month. I mean, if he wrestles twice in Night of Champions and retains both titles, we might look be looking at a three-time number one guy on the 1640 PWPR power rankings. Uh, and as you said, Dave, you know, the, the storyline that perhaps the WWE borrowed from a little bit, uh, Jay Lethal uh, coming in at a solid number two on this list. And, you know, I think for all our shows, for a guy in ROH to come in at number two on this list, uh, it's, it's impressive as far as what ROH is doing, and it's very impressive what Jay Lethal is doing. Well, Lethal is is a guy who... For all intents and purposes, a lot of, I would say a lot of wrestling fans did not expect to see him in this kind of role, especially the way his his character was treated and his departure from TNA, the nature of his departure from TNA, and how baffled everybody was. And this is somewhat of a, a, a uh, redemption world tour for Jay Lethal, to say the least. Over the past you know, couple of years, his time in Ring of Honor he has proven he's not just a comedy act. He's bell to bell, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, I haven't seen enough of Ring of Honor to really get a good idea, but I've heard some great things, and I've been watching since they've been on Destination America. Um, he's definitely a true um, – he's another one of those throwback to being a bad guy, you know, a, a, a heel champion, you know, a, the chicken shit heel, I should say. And, um, I mean, he's been consistently – Defending that title, defending both titles, um, since he won the world title, um, you know, back in June, he's been wrestling against, uh, you know, Roger Strong, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly, Warbeard Hanson. Um, he had a match with, uh, I think, a rematch with uh, Jay Briscoe, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, he's been defending both the television and the world heavyweight championship. Sometimes even double dipping um, on the same evening. You know, some Ring of Honor tapes, you know, a few weeks worth of TV shows all in one night, and, you know, sometimes he'll wrestle two and three times and defend those championships, and he's put on some really, really good matches. You know, Ring of Honor fans are more more smart fans, I guess you would say, smart marks, if you will. At least that's how they come across. But he's a traditional bad guy, and they boo him. They'll show him his respect and give him his due when it comes to his injury skill, but when it comes to him getting heat and drawing heat with that audience, they – they fall into it hook, line, and sinker. And that's a, to me, that's really a true artist, especially in today's wrestling landscape, because with the advent of social media and fans being so smart about guys or you know, their, 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 their life outside or behind the curtain and the terminology, like you mentioned earlier, um, fans have a tendency to, to like to go against the grain. And they even do it in WWE. John Cena's a perfect example. Um, but those fans, they'll buy into his stuff. You know, they'll buy into him being a bad guy. They will boo him when he draws heat in matches against guys. So, you know, props to him. And, I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll go on record saying he's probably going to have a lengthy title reign um, with one, if not both of those teams. He's already held the television championship, for, I think, for over a year. I wouldn't be surprised if he has another year with that and with the World Heavyweight Championship. So, that's off. Yeah, definitely good stuff. And and coming in at three, we got AJ Styles, a guy who, you know, again, uh, out of TNA, a lot of people are saying that um, he may be doing his best work now. A guy who's wrestling with with a bit of an edge. 
uh, guy who, who's out there, uh, you know, or even uh, non-televised stuff, you know, stuff that I'm hearing is, you know, he's putting on like five star, five plus star matches like night in and night out. A guy who, amazingly enough, seemingly went off of regular TV and and is is excelling, is is doing better. You know, a similar story uh, with Jay Lethal and AJ Styles. Uh, but AJ Styles again, impressive right now. Like you got the WWE champ at the top spot on our power ranking. Then you got guys like Jay Lethal and AJ Styles at, at two and three. Uh, impressive uh, for both of them. When thinking in terms of, oh, God, they're out of TNA. I wonder what these guys are going to do. Uh, both Jay Lethal and, and AJ Styles are doing exceptional work out there right now, Dave. Well, in, in the case of AJ Styles, yeah. I mean, AJ Styles, he's always been seen as a phenomenal worker, no pun intended. Um, but his some of his best stuff, yeah, has been since he's left TNA. I, I watched a great match with him and Adam Cole in Ring of Honor not too long ago. Um, I saw him in person last year. Uh, one-on-one against Matt Hardy, and they had, a, they had I wouldn't say a classic, but it was a pretty damn good match. Um, and uh, Warbeard Hansen recently on TV, uh, not on TV, uh, live in person, I watched him wrestle another pretty good match. AJ's kind of evolved in it. He still uses his same repertoire and the same stuff, but, uh, you know, his his repertoire has really evolved. He's, he, 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 you know, can adapt to just about any style. And uh, with fans knowing his background and knowing his history in TNA and the nature of his departure, too, I think his loyal following of fans and the smart marks out there, it really drives them to support him even more. And I think he feeds off of that. So, uh, you know, and, and he's another individual, too, that he's on WWE's radar right now. They're they're interested in him and bringing him into NXT, Um I can only imagine what he would bring to that product, um, you know, on a big stage like, you know, what WWE has to offer. Agreed. Now, rounding out the top five, um, you know, John Cena, who deserves to be there, has uh, dropped a little bit uh, since dropping that U.S. championship. Uh, a guy, though, you know, it, it, another amazing, you know, he's doing his best work, I feel like, now. Uh, you know, and I enjoyed his match on Raw this past week with Sheamus. I thought it was a nice... Uh, Hard-hitting matchup. I think they work well together. Um, you know, we'll see what happens tonight. But John Cena doing some of his best work, uh, coming in at number four. Uh, number five on the list was Brock Lesnar. And this is, I don't know about you, David. This is kind of where um, I get it. I get Lesnar being on the list. I get, like, you know, his name, the cachet surrounding him, the mystique of Brock Lesnar. Uh, for me... And, and like, letting you guys peeling the curtain back a little bit on the 1640, uh, for our list, he wasn't on the top five. Uh, Lesnar didn't make our top five. Uh, he made others, didn't make ours. Uh, just not, for us, not around enough to be in the top five. And we kind of took a, a unique approach uh, where, for us, and, again, I'm not mad. You know, I just, I, again, for us, we thought Lesnar's not around enough. To, to get in that top five power ranking. Um, but we kind of took a unique approach to, to our show's list. And New Day, as much as, you know, we don't have a tag team power ranking. We, don't, we just have a power ranking. So New Day was on our list. And, you know, we haven't really come up with all the rules. 
So I don't know if there's bylaws that says we can't put a tag team on our list, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, New Day, just just putting out gold, gold, uh, week in and week out, show in and show out. Uh, just uh, at times the most entertaining part of Monday Night Raw. Three guys that are just having a good time and are drawing the crowd in with them. Uh, they are just, you know, they're all the three of them seem like very bright individuals that are out there just like, why don't we try this tonight and, and see if it works. Um, and, and that's why for us in our show, we put New Day on our 1640 power ranking. Uh, they, they didn't make it. But, but Dave, I mean... There's no arguing that, you know, what New Day is bringing to the table right now is just, I mean, it's just amazing what they're doing. I mean, it, it's like every, they're batting a thousand. It's like every every time they're out there, everything they're doing is a hit. It's, it's just, it's amazing how entertaining they've been as of late and just getting better. You know what's interesting about this, about New Day? Well, you know, first of all, in regards to Brock Lesnar, like you said, he hasn't been on TV enough, in my opinion, to hit the the, the 1640 top five power rankings. Um, he hasn't been on TV for a month since SummerSlam, or the night after SummerSlam. So um, I, I felt that that position should have gone to him. But, you know, it's a collective effort amongst all the show. But New Day, yeah, they should have been in that spot, at least in my opinion, um, collectively as a unit. Because it's all three of them that they are really, you know, doing it. Not... One's not really outshining the other. They're all very entertaining in their own way. And what's great about this, too, is that Kofi, you've seen a different side of him. You know, Kofi Kingston, for a long time, his character was, you know, the, the, the hardworking, high-flying, athletic, you know, good guy everybody loved. Um, but now the people are booing him. And that's pretty cool to see that he's, and he's embracing it and, he, and, it, and it's working well. I thought, and I said this a long time ago, that like if they were to ever turn Kofi Kingston into a bad guy, he'd have to change his style up because you know people will 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 cheer and they will go crazy for all the high flying, flashy stuff. But in this case, with him and the other two together, like that proved me wrong. They're still booing him too, and he's he's done a remarkable job in that role. Um, I, I think that they're honestly the best act going right now in wrestling. Not just WWE, but in wrestling, period. They're very entertaining. They, they're a cross between the Freebirds with the three-man format and Edge and Christian with, like, the, the over-the-top, hokey, entertaining um, aspects to their characters. The, the, the You know, the, they have that chicken shit heel, um, you know, uh, element to their characters, but... They're still entertaining as well. They'll make you laugh, but they won't. But you want to see somebody wring their necks and 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 beat the crap out of them. Um, it's interesting because when I was watching WrestleMania earlier this year, you know, New Day was on the on the pre-show. They weren't really much. They weren't really doing much with their characters. They just kind of put them on in the tag match, threw them out there because you knew you'd have a good match with them. And uh, after the match, Booker T had said that that. New Day had arrived, and they really got noticed and made, made, made a splash to get people talking about them. Um, and, I mean, it was a good match. They had a, it, was, it was a really good effort with all four teams in that match. Um, but I kind of had a feeling at that point, like, okay, they're starting to mention them on TV in a more serious manner. They're going to at least do something more with them. And then they just kind of embraced them being bad guys. And for all you out there listening um, – if you have WWE Network, go on to WWE Network right now. and Well, not right now. After you listen to this show. Um, but when you have time, 
go on to WWE Network right now. Watch that Table for Three show. Because I just watched it the other day with uh, with New Day. And the stories behind them getting together and how the whole process came about is pretty cool. It's almost about a half. I think it's like a 25-minute show. Um, but it was just a really cool show. And you could tell that, like, all three guys are friends. And actually, they, they, they kind of formed a friendship by being put together um, in this group. It's just been overall, like you said, they're batting a 1,000. Everything they're doing, it's working. Um, I'm just afraid it's going to be so good that they're going to turn them into good guys and they're going to, like, water down the gimmick. Because I think, like, it works as a bad guy. I mean, it could work as a good guy, but to me, like, I'm just afraid it's going to be too good. And, like, the, the, the people that hated it so much are going to end up loving it later, you know? So I, I, I just I, I kind of hope that they keep it simple with them and they really don't overdo it with New Day. But great stuff from them. And they yeah, I agree. The I mean, they, they're... they're... You know, they're, they're, and it's a great, you know, call with them, like the combination of uh, uh, the the Freebirds and Edge and Christian. Um, you know, I can totally see, you know, what, what they're channeling. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's been impressive just to see, you know, how they do this, like, week in and week out. And, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, at some point, you, you figure, like, they'll probably will wind up turning them face. I just hope that they – I'm right there with you. I, I hope they let this go for for a chunk of time. Just let them continue to be heels. Uh, and I'll give you even one more as far as, like, historical context. And, you know, you wonder, uh, you know, what exactly they're they're bringing in and, and, and how they come up with these ideas. But uh, the trombone uh, and the way, you know, it, it's so unique how he's using it. But it reminds me a little bit of Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart with his mega. Jimmy Hart. Just gonna say that. Yeah, it, it, that's like it, it. Just every time, and but like, I mean, it reminded me a lot of Jimmy Hart. But I mean, geez, when they were sneaking up uh, the, the other day uh, on, on Monday Night Raw, and he was playing, you know, they, they they're tiptoeing outside the ring, and he's playing the Pink Panther theme. I mean, it just, it, it just <laughs> it's just too funny, man. You know, and I I get it. It's wrestling, and it's supposed to be a fight, but. Wow, it just was it was funny, you know, it just was very entertaining. They're they're enjoyable to watch. Uh, you know, all three of them are, are meshing well together and you know, you got a group of guys that if, if you know, amongst I'm sure others, but you know, they're mixing together Edge and Christian and Mouthless Out, Jimmy Hart and the Freebirds and they're kind of putting that in a cauldron, mixing it up and then putting it out there like you know, those those are some really good influences right there. So um, you know, knocking it out of the park week in and week out. A group that, again, not knowing really fully because it's fairly new, the rules of the power ranking, but would have made our top five, um, if not higher on the list for us, uh, because they're just, they're really knocking it out of the park each and every week. And tonight, at Night of Champions, as you know, it's a special night because each and every WWE championship is on the line as New Day takes on the Dudley boys. And, uh, you know, this is interesting stuff here, man, because you got, like, that old-school tag team. Uh, fans love the Dudley boys. And I do think bringing the Dudleys back for for this program, for this rivalry, is great to keep New Day heels as of now. Because to your point, Dave, as, as they're so entertaining – you know, you almost see that gut reaction will be like, all right, eventually, you know, the crowd is laughing, they're chuckling. Uh, you got to turn them face. But the crowd is behind the Dudleys. The crowd loves the Dudleys. So you're okay with New Day uh, 
God, I sound like Dr. Seuss. You're okay with New Day today. Um, you're okay with New Day remaining heels. Um, I, I'm looking for, again, a very entertaining match. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny where you have all this ancillary uh, goofiness with New Day with three guys that can work, but all this ancillary stuff. And then you got the the no-bullshit Dudley boys uh, coming in, and they just want that tag team title. If they're not going to get the tag team title, they're going to put you through a table. And uh, I, I like the the, uh, the, uh, the difference of styles right there, the difference of characters. Um, There's an interesting match for me to call uh, as far as picking, Dave, and I'm curious your thoughts before we actually give our picks. On one hand, look, I'll put it out there right now. As far as one half of my pick, I guess, New Day is walking out with the tag belts. I, I would I would bet the farm on that, that the, the title is not going to change hands just yet. However, as far as winning the match, it would not shock me at all if we see in some way, shape, or form the Dudley boys get themselves disqualified or something else screwy happens. Uh, so one half of my prediction is, yeah, the New Day is going to walk out tag uh, champions. But I'm not 100% sure who's going to get the victory here uh, because I could see a disqualification, Dave. That's a very good call. Um, that's something that I could see happening. Um, I, I'm, I'm predicting New Day leaves with the titles, and I'm predicting that they actually win the match because of the three-on-two advantage. Somehow there's, there's you know, one guy distracting the referee, you know, whether it's Woods or because we don't know which combination of the two are going to be competing. More often than not, it's Jacopi and Big E. And Woods will be on the outside doing his stick with the trombone. But um, I have a feeling this opens the door for a couple of things. It opens the door for a third person to kind of get involved with the Dudleys. Maybe they bring Spike back for a little brief run down the line. Um, or maybe um, this sets them up for a tables match at the next pay-per-view. Um, the Dudley's repertoire, you know, being the master of the table. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to strongly predict that New Day wins the match, some kind of underhanded cheating, uh, some some kind of chicanery, uh, and they leave Houston with the tag team titles. But this program's not over yet between the two. No, not at all. And, and yeah, I mean, who knows who that, like, if they grab, if maybe the third person shows up tonight to, to equal the odds, uh, I, I actually watched and check out Bill After because Bill After's always putting some good stuff up there, and he's got a new book coming out. Uh, been a good friend of the show, uh, but he had posted his predictions on the uh, the pay per view uh, today. And one of the things he he had heard rumors of a third guy, and he had put out the name Tommy Dreamer, uh, not having any, according to him, not having any uh, knowledge of what's going on behind the scenes, but a guy tied to ECW, the innovator of violence. Um, you know, it would be cool if we see Spike Dudley come back, but not being mean, but, you know, how intimidating is Spike Dudley? A Tommy Dreamer comes back, crowd always gets behind him. Who knows? Uh, but I could see, I mean, Spike Dudley makes sense as far as the family goes, uh, but we'll see what happens if we see a third person either tonight, maybe tomorrow night, just to equal the odds. But I'm going to go out there, Dave, and I'm going to say I'm going to agree with you there with that prediction that, uh, some way, shape, or form, New Day is going to win. If there is a, a disqualification of some sort, I'll say the Dudleys wind up getting themselves disqualified, uh, you know, maybe using a table in the match. Uh, but right there with you, this, uh, you know, this program is not over, and I'm looking forward to uh, 
lots of entertaining stuff. Uh, and, you know, these guys have been going at it on social media as well. Uh, you know, uh, New Day and, and the Dudley Boys. So, uh, you know, looking forward to more entertaining stuff uh, with these guys. And it's interesting, Dave, because it's, you know, again, not necessarily uh, the golden age or another golden age. But, uh, you know, I, I am pumped for this match. I am pumped for a tag team program. The tag team title continues to matter more and more. And as much as we've heard all the the talk of a, quote, divas revolution, um, I'm really into this. And it's cool. Like You know, I'm not saying I didn't like, you know, going back a a few years with uh, Kane and Daniel Murphy, but it it was what it was. Um, I'm into this, man. I'm into tag team wrestling. I'm into... This match, I think we're going to get a good match. I think it's going to be a fun match. And, and you know, tag team wrestling continues to, you know, make a resurgence. It's a good thing, Dave. Yeah, I mean, there is importance in the match, um, not just being for the titles, but they're making it matter. They're giving it television time, something they haven't done in, in, in several years. Um, like I said to you, Monday, uh, it's been a resurgence of sorts for the past, you know, two to three years now. And, uh you know, with a team like the Dudleys, it only adds more credibility even further. And we talked about a rumor of the Hardys possibly returning. Of course, that's got to be when, you know, their TNA contracts expire, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's, just a, it's just adding more credibility with the Dudleys and their tag team championship resume that they have. So, um, you know, I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to the match and uh, – I'm looking forward to seeing what happens beyond tonight with the two teams. Yeah, it's good stuff. And let's let's get into like some other matches because we do have as much as like every title is on the line. Uh, we do have uh, some matches where there aren't championships involved, and uh, one of which we have uh, Neville and the Lucha Dragons, Lucha, 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 uh, versus the Cosmic Wasteland, the Stardust, and the Ascension. Um, you know, Dave. I mean, look, look. I'm not. I'm not into this match. I'm not. I, you know, I'm not like drawn in. I think it's going to be entertaining, though. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's real good for the Ascension to be tied to Stardust. Um, you know, again, I just think we're going to have a, a fun spot fest in this match. Uh, not into the story too much, but uh, and I'll put it right out. I'll just go right out there with a prediction. Uh, I kind of think Stardust and the Ascension are going to win this matchup. I, I just, I, I think it's, uh, you know, the Ascension could use a nice victory here on a pay-per-view. Um, I, I'm just going to go that direction. Again, I think it's good for them to be tied to Stardust. Honestly, not a lot to say about this match. Like I, said, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, wouldn't be shocked if, uh, you know, so I don't even know if it's, uh, are we booked yet for the, the pre-show? Do we know what the pre-show match is? That is the pre-show match. That is definitely the pre-show match. Um, yeah, I mean, I look at this this match almost going back to, uh, you know, yesteryear with WCW where, you know, the Cruiserweight Championship where they throw a bunch of crazy high flyers in the ring and get the crowd really hot uh, with a bunch of crazy spots. Um, I, that's what I look at with this match. Uh, not a lot to it. Lots of fun spots, fun match. I, I'm looking at Stardust and the Ascension to win this match. I, I would agree with you with, with with that prediction because they have paired the three of them together and they've kind of built this somewhat of a stable, I guess you could say, or, or, or another three-man unit with Stardust and the Ascension, kind of giving the Ascension something to do, um, kind of giving you know Stardust something to do together. 
It's kind of working. I think it's in the early stages. Yes, a victory for them would really establish them as a serious unit on television, but with the way, and it's probably because of my predictions for other matches later on the card, but with the way that the card is booked tonight, I have a strong feeling this is going to be a very heavy bad guy victory card tonight um, for Night of Champions. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go on a limb here and say that Neville and the Lucha Dragons pull out the victory tonight um, in a fun-filled, high-flying, big spot fest match, but it's not over between these two teams. Hey, good stuff. And again, I think it's going to be a, a fun fun matchup you know uh, that's and that's that's all i can say about that really another non-title matchup we have is uh ziggler and rusev and this has been um i don't know about this dave you know this has been one of those programs that you know i think it's been uh, how can i put it it's been spotty at best um at times uh i think it's working i like ziggler and rusev a lot uh the female angle, like at times it, it seems awkward, at times it seems forced. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what to make of this. It's, it's another match that uh, I can't say I'm like, again, like really like dying to see this and really into the program. I do think you've got two very talented individuals that are going to put on a very solid wrestling match. Um, you know, Dolph Ziggler is one of those guys that will make anyone look great in the ring and, and Rusev doesn't need anyone to make him look great. I mean, he's good in his own right. So I think we got a really good match um, here. It's just, I don't know your thoughts on, on the program right now. It, it's just, I, I don't know. At times I, I'm like into it. Maybe that's just because I'm a fan of both Ziggler and Rusev, but at times I'm watching some of the segments and I'm kind of scratching my head, Dave. Yeah. It's kind of all over the place. You really, there's really no, solid direction that it's going. And I think it's a combination of a few things. One, I think it's been the untimely injuries um, with, with Rusev in the beginning. And then with Ziggler being out because of him filming a movie, even though they filmed an injury angle and now Lana being injured. Um, I think it's, it's kind of put a monkey in the wrench on the actual direction of the angle and as to where it's going. I mean, I didn't really, I've been a proponent from the beginning. I've not been a fan of 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 Lana and Rusev being broken up. I thought they were worked better together. I thought that it was just kind of stupid that they that they split the two of them up so quickly. There was hardly any real build up. Um, it just didn't. It, it, I just didn't like it. They worked better together. And um, I mean, I was I, I was I was willing to try out Ziggler and Lana together, and it's okay, but. You know, on one hand, it's like, you know, Lana left Rusev because he was verbally abusive to her, and then she goes to Ziggler, but she kind of, like, did that out of jealousy. But then all of a sudden she fell for him, and then they find, you know, Summer Rae and Rusev trying to set Ziggler up so that, you know, Lana could dump him. But now Lana's hurt, and then Ziggler comes out on TV the other night and gives her a gift, and then he's kind of insinuating that, you know, it's, it, it may be an olive branch, but it may actually mean something. Like, they're they're all over the place with it. Are they trying to make Dolph Ziggler out to look like some scumbag that will nail anything with a pulse? Or are they using it as a setup to 
kind of set Rusev up that if if Summer Rae takes the bait, then Rusev will be pissed and he'll dump her. And I mean, I don't know where they're where they're going with it. I hope it's the end of it tonight. Um, personally, I just I just didn't like the whole love triangle or love, you know, the, the, between the two couples. I just was not really big big onto it from the get go. The matches have been good, and I just think Rusev's character has suffered since losing to John Cena. Um, personally, in my opinion, he went from being this Bulgarian slash Russian killing machine, going out and, and, and tearing guys up for over a year, to some big Bulgarian crybaby because his girlfriend left him, and and it just hasn't gotten any better from him since. So, uh, I mean, uh, do you want a prediction? Um, I'm hoping. I mean, you can, both guys, I think, need the victory. So, all right, let me just flip a coin real quick. Uh, Ziggler. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, everything you said. Just, I mean, really good points. And, and the thing that's, like, frustrating when you see this and you see what's going on, and, and, you know, with this program, uh, like, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Dave, when you said, like, you know, both talented wrestlers. I mean, you couldn't look. You got this, like you know, bruiser, brooding, you know, larger-than-life foreigner doing the the foreigner-hating America character and doing it well. And, like, why why can't Ziggler just be, you know, pro-American and just, you know, whatever, like, you know, simple storytelling, just get them together that way? I mean... You know, I mean, these two guys are going to put on a good match. You don't need all this ancillary BS, you know, surrounding it. It just, you know, let the two guys come up with a simple storytelling that that, that uh, puts them in a ring together and let the two guys go. It just become, it's, it's become muddied and convoluted and, and just, I don't know. I just don't know what to make of it. And, and you know, it's like that you have all those fans out there that are going to look at that and say, like you just said, Dave, you know, after the John Cena program, uh, you know, they, they, you know, look at Rusev. But, you know, this stuff isn't John Cena's fault. That's, you know, somewhere in creative, they were like, you know, he was this, this you know, Bulgarian brute, this Bulgarian bully that was running through people. And all right, fine, he wound up losing to John Cena, who's the top guy in the company. But, like, they go from that to, you know, making him this, this lovesick teenager. You know, it was just, it, like, Why? Why? Like, the character, was just because he was lost to John Cena, didn't, like, kibosh the character. Character still exists. He's still a mountain of a man. He's still Bulgarian, you know? He still can hate America. It just makes no sense to me to, to put all this crap involved with it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to agree with you on the pick. Uh, you know, I think I'm just going to go with Ziggler. I don't, but I'm right there with you. I, you know, it's it's more or less like a coin flip. Like I, you know, I can't sit here and say uh, I'm going with Ziggler because definitively blah blah blah. I, I I'm just you know both of them could use a victory. Um, I agree with you. I I hope this program ends here. But the weird thing with this, Dave, is you know I'm hoping the program ends here. Um, but I don't know what the hell you do with either one of these guys moving forward. Uh, with with the the these uh, pseudo relationships that are going on, these, these blondes that are sprinkled into the storyline, um, you know, where the hell do you go with these two guys? Again, and it's one of those things that you see a lot, and, and there's some talent on the card right now in the WWE, and there are some guys 
that wind up falling through the cracks and they don't really get that substantial storyline. They don't get that really juicy program. And is is this a case right now, Dave, where we're going to see guys like, I mean, I hope not because I think they're really talented, but would you be like fearful almost that you could see a Ziggler and or a Rusev kind of falling through the cracks, at least for the time being? Um, I I think one of the two would fall through the cracks. I don't think both of them would. Um, I think they're both they're both very talented, and uh, you know Ziggler's too talented to fall through the cracks. Even though it's happened before, um, that was because he was in the WWE's doghouse for whatever reason. Um, the, Ziggler could easily fall into place somewhere else, working with somewhere else, whether it be let's just say just for argument's sake, a Kevin Owens or. You know, um, maybe a, 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 a returning weight bearer or somebody. Rusev, I don't know where you'd put him. I, I, I honestly don't know where you where you would put him following this. Um, could could you make a case for him to be like a maybe maybe he gets rid of Summer Rae and you make him like a like a hired bully for the Authority, or do you do you kind of go back to him being the the you know anti-American Bulgarian flag baron brute of a guy, and then you have you you put him in against somebody else who's you know obviously American and pro-American against him. I mean, do you go back that route? I don't know. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, depending on the outcome of tonight's match. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's weird, Dave, like talking about this when you look at guys that are are that talented and. Uh, you know, again, on this show, I mean, we've been supporters of Ziggler for a long time and a guy that, that continues to kind of, you know, fade in and out kind of. And, and you're kind of hoping for that, that time where finally Ziggler really gets that, you know, definitive push or that really, really juicy storyline that you really get behind. And it's it's just a, it's a weird kind of thing with him, man. That, and on both of them, they're just really super talented guys that I do enjoy working and and the thing is Dave like when I when we talk about this you know I am um you know not into the program it's a muddy program um and and honestly most of the stuff we're saying is pretty negative about this program and and all the negativity aside I still look at these two guys and as far as match quality um I think we're going to get a really really entertaining match tonight I think these guys, uh, you know, they work well together. Like I said, Ziggler can sell for anyone. So as much as uh, not liking the program, I'm looking forward to a a pretty kick-ass match, which loans itself to, again, that thought process of, well, why exactly did you create this this convoluted storyline surrounding these two when you could just let them go, just come up with something simple and let them go? I don't know your thoughts, Dave. I mean, I, I'm and, and I want to hear them, of course, but I, I'm looking forward to a, a very good match between the two of these guys tonight. The in-ring action, bell to bell, is, in my opinion, guaranteed to be good. Um, Ziggler can bounce around for the best of them, and he, he can he can definitely make Rusev look like a killing machine um, in that ring. It depends on what sto- what kind of story they're trying to tell. Um, and are we going to see any kind of outside interference or some kind of distraction, maybe from Summer Rae? I don't know. Um, you know, WWE has posted videos on some of their social media accounts about Lana and her um, her, her road to recovery and the uh, 
and, and with her surgery, she's even made some comments. She'll be back soon, this, that, and the other. Um, not one reference has been made um, regarding her response to uh, the, the, the gift that Dolph Ziggler had given Summer Rae. So I, I think tonight we kind of see the blow off to it. Um, and I kind of have a feeling that um, whatever that gift was meant to be, was just basically a distraction from Ziggler and Lana to get Rusev and Summer Rae all whacked out and out of sorts for Ziggler to capitalize and, and get the victory. Um, so, uh, Bell to Bell should be a really damn good match. And, uh, you know, that's, I mean, I, there's nothing more I can say about this program because, like we've said, it's but it hasn't we haven't been talking positively about it since the beginning. So there you go. When you sit down tonight, though, look bell to bell between the ropes, man. You're going to see some solid in-ring action with these two guys. Then, as I said earlier in the show, at the top of the hour, we're going to have internet sensation blogger from uh, Rantsports.com. Uh, yeah, I call them an internet sensation, but he's out there blogging, doing their wrestling blogs. Uh, Mike Riker is going to join us at around 7 o'clock this evening. So to get it in there a little bit earlier, so you can get a treat, to get a little earlier today, each and every month we give you a pay-per-view throwback, a little, a little history lesson, if you will, on uh, the pay-per-view of the night. And so without further ado, let's get to it. Here is Dave with his Night of Champions pay-per-view throwback. Thank you very much, Ken. Good evening. I am professional wrestling histori- uh, historian extraordinaire, Dave Rosenbluth. And welcome back to another informative historical championship rendition of tonight's lesson plan. As you all know by now, tonight is WWE Night of Champions, the one night of the year where every active championship in WWE is defended all in the same night. Such a big night for wrestling fans, perhaps? Or is it just another typical marketing ploy in the wrestling business to get viewers to watch or purchase an event that could quite possibly be replicated in the very near future? Well, I'll let you be the judge based off of the historical facts from tonight's lesson plan. You see, before Night of Champions became an active theme in the Rolodex of WWE's pay-per-view calendar... The landscape of the pay-per-view industry in regards to professional wrestling was far different than what we see today. Pay-per-view events were few and far between. WWE gradually began their pay-per-view roster at one pay-per-view, beginning with WrestleMania. It naturally grew year by year until fans were treated to four pay-per-view events over a year consistently for the better part of a decade. The point I'm trying to make here is that with less pay-per-view events, the more important the events become. The more important the event, the more important the particular matches. Championship matches, to be exact. And in those days, in the entire professional wrestling landscape, the particular organization wasn't overcrowded with eight, possibly nine championships like we have witnessed in recent years. Instead, you saw three or four championships contested. And on every big event, every single championship was defended on the same evening. So without having to waste money on advertising and marketing, you could say that all the major pay-per-view and special events were a night of champions. 
In the years following, as we all know, the pay-per-view business expanded to a monthly format, sometimes double-dipping the chip with putting out two pay-per-views in a single month. With that comes more opportunities for talent to perform, which then in turn forces management to create additional championships to make the additional matches mean something to then in turn water down, waters down the championship concept, which makes us, the consumer, very unhappy customers. As the years progressed, championship scenarios became the norm in professional wrestling, not only something that you would witness at special events and pay-per-views, but rather on a more regular basis. And over the years, in order to create interest in WWE's pay-per-view business, the company began to conduct theme-oriented pay-per-views. That is where Night of Champions was born. Beginning in 2007, Night of Champions was held in the summer months, showcasing upwards of nine title matches in a single night. The large amount of title matches was large in part due to the amount of titles that were spread out to facilitate what is now known as the defunct brand extension. Night of Champions would make a permanent home for itself in the month of September in the year 2010. And as the concept began, became even more comfortable in the month of September, we began to see a decrease in the amount of championships WWE would showcase on a regular basis. Now, as far as I'm concerned, if I wasn't such a wrestling history buff, I would have ended this particular lesson plan right now. Because in my personal opinion, since Night of Champions be- began as a pay-per-view on the rotation, For the life of me, I couldn't find one championship match that could be deemed memorable or classic to resemble the concept of the event itself. But tonight, I want want to switch things up on you, challenge you to expand your minds. Tonight's lesson plan is about interesting championship scenarios and about one particular champion that will be making history, a cliche in this case that is not an understatement to today's standards. Our current WWE Champion and United States Champion Seth Rollins will be pulling double duty officially as he defends both his titles in the same evening, his United States title against John Cena and the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against the man whose championship resume is loaded for bear, the icon Sting. And if Sheamus has his way, Rollins could be forced to defend his WWE World Heavyweight Championship against the Celtic Warrior via a money-in-the-bank cash-in opportunity. For some of you who think this particular scenario is intriguing, then allow me to indulge you for a bit. I will start at the September 1995 In Your House pay-per-view event from Saginaw, Michigan. You could say that we were witness to a Night of Champions event all in one match, as in the main event, WWE Champion Big Daddy Cool Diesel teamed with the Intercontinental Champion and best friend, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, to defend their respective titles in a tag team match against the WWE Tag Team Champions Yokozuna and the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith, who at that time was substituting for the injured tag team champion Owen Hart. And they, too, were putting up their tag team titles in this very match that was dubbed the triple header. It was one fall to a finish and unique rules to boot. If Bulldog or Yokozuna were to take the fall, then they would lose the tag team championships. If either Diesel or Michaels were to eat the pinfall, then only that individual's respective title would be awarded to the other individual who scored the pinfall, and the match would be over. In what would be considered along the lines of a classic dusty finish, 
The injured Owen Hart entered the bout late amidst all the chaos and suffered a vicious jackknife powerbomb from Big Daddy Cool, thus making the two dudes with attitude the new tag team champions. Unfortunately, the following night on Raw, Owen Hart and Yokozuna were awarded the championships as it was discovered that the individual not involved in the match took the pinfall, thus not making the decision legal. Fast forward four years later to Unforgiven 1999 as the WWE Championship was vacant and held up in the first ever six-pack challenge as Triple H defeated Mankind, the British Bulldog, The Big Show, Kane, and The Rock to claim his second WWE Championship. But not before he ate a couple of Stone Cold Stunners, Special Enforcer, and a master of drinking six-packs, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, earlier I mentioned the possibility of Seth Rollins having to wrestle three times. In the fall of 2007, WWE champion John Cena suffered a torn pectoral muscle a week prior to his scheduled title defense against Randy Orton at the No Mercy pay-per-view event. Cena was then stripped of the championship, and Orton was rewarded the title at that evening's No Mercy event. Not long after that, Orton was baited into defending his newly awarded title against Triple H and came out on the losing end. The night didn't end there for Triple H as Mr. McMahon forced the game into defending his newly won title against the Samoan bulldozer, Umaga. After coming away with a victory in that match, McMahon informed Triple H that Randy Orton was invoking his rematch clause at the end of the night in a last-man-standing match to which, unfortunately for the game, he was not the last man standing on that night. And the age of Orton as WWE champion was in full swing. And I say if Rollins is forced into wrestling a third time tonight, he could do what his predecessor Triple H couldn't do, and that's keep his championships after competing in three matches in a single evening. Following year 2008 saw a unique concept come to life at the Unforgiven event. The Scramble Match, a 20-minute time limit. Five individuals complete this one-of-a-kind match. Two men start out and compete for five minutes. Another man enters every five minutes. Throughout this whole process, any one individual can score a pinfall at any time, which then makes them the current champion. At the end of the time limit, whoever is the current champion wins the title. On this night, the ECW Championship, the World Heavyweight Championship, and the WWE title were all contested under scramble rules. Matt Hardy won the ECW title in the first scramble match of the evening. Triple H would retain his WWE title later on. And then the shocker of the night, Chris Jericho, who was replacing injured champion CM Punk, became world heavyweight champion. Those are just a few interesting championship scenarios that come to mind. Something different, something fresh, a first, if you will. Speaking of first, something I personally brought to light here on the Ken Reedy Show about a month ago, and that will be seen as a first in today's landscape of professional wrestling, Sting, competing in WWE for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Nowadays, you can't find too many firsts in pro wrestling, and tonight we can see potential history in the making. Sting, the proverbial face of WCW, two-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion, six-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion, WCW International Champion, UWF Tag Team Champion, NWA 
TV champion, multiple-time World Tag Team champion, United States champion, and TNA World Heavyweight champion on four occasions. A total of 25 championships over the course of his career. If Sting were to defeat Seth Rollins for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship tonight, he could quite arguably be the most decorated champion in wrestling history. Some of the decorated championship victories that that could back up his resume include his classic encounters with Nature Boy Ric Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship at the Clash of Champions event in March of 1988. The match that saw him come out in the losing end arguably put Sting on the map. That match would lead to his NWA title victory over Slick Rick two years later in Baltimore, Maryland at the Great American Bash 1990. Fast forward two years later, February of 1992, Super Brawl II saw Sting defeat his best friend, the total package Lex Luger, to become WCW World Heavyweight Champion for the very first time. 1997 saw a change in Sting's character, but the same goal in mind, championship gold. Starcade 1997 saw Sting return to the ring after being out of action for over a year as he fought for WCW in the ongoing struggle with the NWO and their leader, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. By defeating him for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship in one of the true feel-good moments in the existence of WCW. Fargo, North Dakota, April of 1999. A forgotten classic ensued on an edition of WCW Monday Nitro as Sting and Diamond Dallas Page tore the roof off the arena and in a shocking turn of events, Sting dethroned the master of the diamond cutter to become WCW World Heavyweight Champion once again. And to round out Sting's championship accomplishments, we can't forget about his time in the struggling TNA wrestling. His second NWA World Heavyweight Championship victory came as a member of the TNA roster as he defeated Jeff Jarrett at Bound for Glory 2006. The following year, he repeated history by becoming TNA World Heavyweight Champion, defeating Kurt Angle, and completing the Bound for Glory hat trick in 2008. Sting defeated TNA World Heavyweight Champion Samoa Joe to become champ once again. Well, class. Those are just a few examples of Sting's championship resume, as well as a few thought-provoking championship scenarios that have made for some memorable matches over the years in professional wrestling. But the question is, will we be witness to a historic championship moment here tonight? Most will say that the man makes the title, and the title doesn't make the man. The facts displayed in tonight's lesson plan could back that statement up. However, if Sting is successful in tonight's title match, Does winning the WWE World Heavyweight Championship cement his legacy? Or does a legend the likes of Sting add further credibility to a championship that some wrestling fans feel has lost importance? If Rollins walks away with both titles after tonight, do those championships in his possession further cement him as a bona fide main event player in WWE for years to come? Or has his performances as a main event single star over the past year added to the importance of both the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and United States title moving forward. Class, thank you for another fun-filled edition of my pay-per-view throwback. I'm your professional wrestling historian extraordinaire, Dave Rosenbluth. The pleasure was all mine, and hopefully some of yours too. And now, you're officially dismissed. Good stuff, good stuff. Thanks a lot, Dave, for your pay-per-view throwback. I just uh, unfortunately have... um some breaking news that just came over the the wire, uh, disturbing. But uh, Kurt Angle's brother 
uh, is in jail for murdering his wife. Uh, just saw this come across the web. Uh, he said uh, Kurt Angle's brother, David Angle, is currently in the Allegheny County Jail as he awaits arraignment for charge of murdering his wife, Donna. Um, very disturbing news. Uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I have no words. Uh, I guess uh, as far as being part of the, the wrestling family, uh, our thoughts go out to Kurt Angle as as him and his family try to uh, deal with uh, this. But uh, just, I mean, I, as like you're ending your report, Dave, this just came across and uh, just crazy stuff. And I guess again, all we can say is uh, best wishes to um, Kurt Angle and his family uh, in this really, really difficult time. Yeah, and now we're going to try and transition back into talking wrestling. Uh, geez, crazy stuff. But, uh, you know, we are excited tonight that we have, uh, again, like I said earlier, internet sensation, internet blogger uh, from rantsports.com, uh, the, one of their wrestling bloggers, Mike Riker, who is on the line right now. And let's uh, talk some wrestling and pay-per-view. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Good. How are you guys? Uh, looking forward to the night of champions tonight. Uh it should be interesting with the uh, two matches, a la Ring of Honor on Friday night. So I'm uh, definitely looking forward to tonight. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff you know I want to talk to you about. Um, you know, when you look at this pay per view, and and you know, as Dave was saying in the historical context, I mean, back in the day, like it was like every pay per view, all the titles were on the line. Now, you know, there's a specific night, and um, you know, every title has been elevated, which has been great. Uh, I want to ask your your thoughts. So now, you know, there's a lot of stuff popping out about the divas and the, the quote diva revolution. Uh, uh, a lot of people, you know, it was like Stephanie told us it was a revolution. And um, as much as there's been better in ring work, um, I, I'm not sure if, if it's you know some people are actually putting it out that the diva revolution's a failure already. I'm not ready to say it's a failure. Um, I'm not sure if I'm ready to call it a quote revolution. Um, but but your thoughts right now on on this diva revolution? I mean, would you call it a failure? Uh, do you think it's a success? Is it somewhere in the middle? Your thoughts on what's going on with the divas right now? Yeah, I think it's been lukewarm at best, guys. I mean, you know, when they, these these women came in, we were all excited. We were you know uh, looking forward to the matches, uh, especially from the girls from NXT. Um, you know, unfortunately, and I hate to put the blame on her, but because she's been you know much improved in the ring. Uh, but I think, unfortunately, the title's got to get off of, of Nikki Bella. You know, we want to see matches between Charlotte and Sasha Banks. We want to see matches between, you know, uh, uh, you know, Sasha Banks and Paige and, and, and all these other divas. I just, I just think the title on Nikki Bella, it just leaves a bad taste, in, I think, in fans' mouths. And especially after what happened on Monday uh, with, you know, with the, uh, with the record uh, on the line and, and, and the, uh, the Dusty Rhodes finish that we saw uh, with Charlotte. Uh, I, I just think, you know, it's it kind of deflated the crowd. I think it deflated the, the, the fans watching. Uh, you know, hopefully tonight uh, Charlotte can get that title and we can see some great matches like we saw in NXT. Because honestly, guys, I mean, what are we really looking forward to when it comes to the women's division? It's the 30-minute Iron Women match that's going to happen in October at NXT. Yeah, is it one of those things where almost at, at times is, is the WWE almost a – when, at least when it comes to the women, almost a victim of their own success uh, because of the the five star performances you continue to see in NXT that the expectation has grown uh, on the main roster. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but I just feel like they're they're kind of holding the reins back a little bit. You know, like as you, we said, you know, we saw in Brooklyn with, with with Sasha Banks and Bailey. You know, they kind of let the reins loose, and we haven't seen that uh, with, with the Divas as of yet. There's been some decent matches. I even thought the Charlotte uh, Nikki Bella match on Monday was good uh, up until the end, but we haven't seen them go full force. It seems like they're holding back a little bit. I don't know if that's because of time you know, restrictions or. You know, uh, the fact of the matter that they were you know, putting so many six women tag matches and, and tag matches that they kind of got lost in the shuffle. But we really haven't seen the best out of these girls, and, and hopefully it starts uh, starts tonight on Night of Champions. What do you think we see tonight from them? Uh, I, th- I think Charlotte wins tonight. Um, you know, unfortunately, it, it, it doesn't take away the sting from Monday. But hopefully this is the start of something good here because I think with Charlotte as champion, I think it legitimizes that championship. Uh, maybe they get rid of the Divas, you know, the Divas title and call it the WWE Women's Championship after this. Um, I'm hoping we see some matches again between Charlotte and Sasha. You know, we, you know, we haven't seen Sasha really stand out. We've seen a kind of a, you know a program with Paige, and they've had some you know okay matches here and there, but. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is, guys, I want to see Charlotte versus Sasha. That's that's the money match. Uh, Sasha's got this, you know, upcoming uh, Iron Iron Women match uh, on October uh, 30 minutes, which should be outstanding. It's the main event. Um, so after that, it's going to be to see what they do with Sasha Banks. But I, I fully expect uh, Charlotte to capture the title tonight. Yeah, good. Time. I mean, I, I'm going to put the. I'll put it out there right now. I kind of agree with you. I think we're going to see Charlotte go over tonight, which which will be cool. Um, and then you know maybe we start to see a, a real revolution. Again, we, let's get into like the the, the crux of this pay per view. Um, you know, we do at 1640 our, our network. Uh, we do a power ranking uh, two months in a row. Seth Rollins, the top guy, um, and you know, quite frankly, deservedly so. Um, wrestling twice tonight. Um, you know, it, it's it's interesting when you look at a guy. I mean, all the talent in the world. Uh, I love what he's doing. Um, you know, so many scenarios. He could walk into Monday Night Raw with, with zero belts, with one belt, with two belts. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Uh, your thoughts on, on Rollins, what he's been doing as of late as champ, and, and what, what kind of scenarios do you see unfolding tonight? Yeah, listen, I, I think Seth Rollins has been a solid champion. You know, we talked about it uh, right before SummerSlam. Um, you know, I, I love the the chicken shit heel. You know, he's been tremendous at it. You know, um, you know, we, it's kind of different than we got from Brock Lesnar as champion, but I think it's been great. Um, you know, there's been some some scenarios where you're like, you want him to be a little bit stronger. Uh, but I think overall, he's been fantastic and exactly what you want as a champion. Uh, he's been in some great matches. You know, the match with Cena, even at SummerSlam, despite the uh, the crazy ending with Jon Stewart, where it was a fantastic match up until that point. Uh, so I think I think Rollins has been a fantastic champion. As far as tonight, guys, I, I boy, I, I don't know where to go with this, but my feeling is is that Seth Rollins is going to lose both tonight. Um, I, I, I truly think Seth's going to lose to John Cena. Uh, early on, and my prediction is I think Sheamus is actually going to come in and catch in uh, on Seth Rollins. That we see a Sting Sheamus main event tonight. Really? So you you see uh, Sting winning the title and then Sheamus taking it from Sting? I uh, uh, no, I don't. I think Sting. I think Sting. Uh, I think Rollins uh, loses it to Sheamus right after the, the United States Championship match, uh, and I think we see a main event of Sheamus and Sting, with Sheamus as the champion and Sting taken away from Sheamus. Um, 
I think huh. that protects Rollins. I think that protects Rollins in, in a way. The fact he has this hard hitting match. Maybe they go twenty five minutes with Cena, uh, where Cena beats him, um, and then Rollins is just is spent. And Sheamus comes out, cashes in, uh, and that leads to Sheamus and Sting, and and and, and you could do many many things with, with Seth Rollins. That's interesting. You know, I've I've heard you know most people that are speculating on a cash in. Uh, are speculating, you know, after the main event, there'll be some sort of cash-in. But you're saying after the U.S. title match that it's just going to be such a knockdown, drag-out fight that Sheamus is going to not wait until Rollins has two matches under his belt. He's just going to take that one match from him. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it, it protects Rollins. You know, having a 58-year-old Sting beat Seth Rollins despite having a, a great match with Cena possibly, I think it hurts Seth Rollins in a way, you know, especially after what happened at WrestleMania with Sting. Uh, I, I just think, you know, Sheamus is not going to be the guy who's going to be champion here. You know, I, he's going to cash in eventually, uh, but he's not a guy that we see as the future of the company uh, like Seth Rollins was last year where he cashed in and we're like, okay, this could be exciting. Uh, the excitement for Sheamus cashing in is just not there. So I think tonight might be the, might be the way to get into that and maybe have Sting win that title instead of away from Seth Rollins, which I think could hurt him in the long run. So where do you go with Sting moving forward, uh, coming out of it, uh, whether he wins or loses the, the belt? Let's say he is champion. I mean, where do you go with Sting? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of rumors going around that he might be a hell in a cell, and that kind of be, might be the, the last we see of him for a while. You know, there's only so much you can do with Sting, unfortunately. You know, uh, you know, after what we saw at WrestleMania, you know, I didn't know where to go with, with Sting after that. I, it's, it's a tough call, especially if he loses tonight. You know, if he loses to Seth Rollins and, and you know, uh, clean or even in a quirky finish, you know, he's going to be 0 for 2. And, you know, I, it was an interesting article that, that uh, Sting did with the Rolling Stone. And, you know, it was some, some telling stuff there where he said he's not there to, you know, kind of win titles. He's there to, to you know, kind of, you know, put guys over, which I thought was, was kind of interesting because, you know, when Sting was, you know, courted by WWE back a few years ago when, when they wanted Sting Undertaker, or even way back when uh, WCW folded, you know, Sting didn't want to be that guy to, uh, to come in and, and be buried. And if he loses Seth Rollins tonight, you know, he's, he's kind of buried a little bit. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it's one of those things like when you talk wrestling and, and you, you know you say wins and losses don't matter, but they do on some levels. And if you're an 0-2 old man, um, even if mm-hmm. your priority is to put younger guys over, I mean, how much do you matter at that point if you – you know, you're, you're kind of over the hill and you can't secure yourself a victory. So um, it's an interesting spot. You know, I, I think, you know, losing after WrestleMania, uh, it does. You know, if he had won that match, then potentially losing tonight would put him one and one. Uh, you know, on pay-per-views, at least, like, you, you know, you can go that route. But to be 0-2 uh, would be pretty detrimental to Sting. But I, I like that scenario. That's uh, That's interesting stuff. Um, let's let's hit some some other stuff on the the card tonight. Um, we had talked earlier uh, about the tag title match, and uh, mm-hmm. we're we're all on board the uh, the New Day train. Uh, love what he, they're doing. Um, what do you think about New Day and and the entertainment they're bringing uh, each and every week on WWE programming? I mean, they've been fantastic. I mean, I, I literally laughed out loud a couple times on Monday Night Raw. Uh, especially with with the Pink Panther theme, as as Biggie is uh, kind of creeping his way uh, to to his opponent, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, they've been fantastic. I mean, they've been so entertaining, uh, especially Xavier Woods. I think he's kind of been the MVP of that group. 
despite him not really wrestling that much, I think he's been fantastic. Um, you know, it's, it's great seeing the Dully boys uh, kind of being there with, with New Day, and uh, uh, it's going to be an interesting match. I, I personally think that, that New Day retains somehow, uh, whether it be by disqualification or, or by a quirky pin. Uh, tonight, I, I think it would be foolish to kind of put the, those tiles on the Dullies, although, you know, the, 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 the quest for... Uh, for I think uh, uh, to be a ten-time WWE Tag Team Champion is, is real, so I just don't think it's going to happen tonight. I think New Day kind of uh, uh, gets away with those titles. Uh, I just like to see them, you know, keep those titles for a while because they've just been so entertaining that uh, you don't want them to uh, kind of fall by the wayside here. Yeah, see, now I know you're you're a bit of a wrestling historian, and we were talking about New Day uh, earlier. Uh, we had said that, and David brought up that uh, they're what they're bringing to the ring, um, a little bit of Freebirds, a uh, little bit of, of Edge and Christian with, with the goofy humor, and then we put out there that the, the trombone has got a, almost a little bit of a Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart flair to it. Um, any Anything else like that you might see as far as uh, historically what, what some of their influences may have been? Yeah, I mean, I love the Edge and Christian uh, comparison. You know, I, you know, I think the only reason, they, you know, you kind of compare them to Freebirds because there's three of them, but uh, the Edge and Christian comparison is really great because they were so great uh, with their comedy, whether it be with uh, Commissioner McFoley or Kurt Angle. Uh, all, those, all those spots were tremendous. Uh, you know, these three guys, you got to give them so much credit because this wasn't the plan. You know, you know we were there, Ken, the night after WrestleMania when this kind of all started uh, with the New Day Sucks chant. Um, and it's kind of grown, and, and they've taken the ball and run with it. All three of them. I mean, even Kofi Kingston, who I wasn't sure could be a, you know, a, a great heel, but he's just kind of grown into this role. Uh, all three, of them, three of them have been fantastic. And you know, my only worry is that with the crowd kind of being on their side, I hope they don't turn them face too quick. Just let them be who they are. Uh, they've been fantastic with this. Let them be these slimy little heels who kind of get away with uh, everything underneath the sun and. Uh, I just think uh, let let the train roll a little bit here with New Day. Do you think it helps keeping them heels, having them in a program with the Dudleys because the Dudleys are so popular? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, unfortunately, you know, when you have a, a team like Primetime Players, you know, who are, are a decent tag team, but they're not, uh, you know, so loved uh, where, you know, you're kind of rooting for Primetime Players. I, I think uh, obviously we saw at SummerSlam the New Day was kind of the fan favorites in that match. Uh, but now here with uh, with uh, you know uh, Bully Ray or Bubba Ray and, and Devon, uh, they're obviously going to be the crowd favorites, and people are going to want to see them, especially nostalgic wise, uh, get those titles back. Uh, so it's important to have them be in this feud for a little while, uh, even past night champions, just so the new day can keep going as heels. Excellent stuff. Um, one other match I got I got to ask you about. Uh, you know, again, night of champions, all the championships are on the line. Um, again, these. These titles have been uh, elevated, uh, and it, it's been great. I mean, I've enjoyed, you know, some some of the stuff may be spotty, uh, but you've seen, like, the secondary titles being elevated. Uh, for me personally, I've really liked, I, I thought that the, the IC title was a good fit for Ryback. Um, I think he's done a, done a good job with it. Not great, not stellar, not out of the park necessarily, but I think it's worked for him. It's, it's given him a certain amount of relevance. Uh, for me, I, I feel like the writing is on the wall now uh, that Owens is going to take that championship. Um, your thought on this match, I mean, you agree with that prediction? And, and if that's the case, 
where do you go with with running back uh, post? Yeah, I think uh, I think with uh, Owens and Ryback is interesting. I agree with you. I, you know, I was never the biggest Ryback fan, but since he you know, got this intercontinental title, he's done like you said a pretty good job with it. I think the injuries kind of hurt him, uh, kind of with that momentum going. Um, so, but I, I think overall, is the the IC title has definitely helped the Ryback, um, he, especially with his promos. I, I think he's been a lot less robotic, a lot less you know kind of like a monster and more humanized. Uh, could done without you know the All Shook Up song. Uh, in Memphis last week, but 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 other than that, I think he's been really, you know, really good on the mic. Um, I, listen, I, I think you know Owens is the prohibitive favorite here. Not sure if he gets it tonight, but I think in the long run, Owens will get that IC title if they continue with this program going forward. Um, if Ryback does lose, uh, he's he's in a difficult spot. Cause I don't know what else you can do with him. Um, you know, he's been in that title chase, you know, a couple of years ago, and he's he's just not there at that level right now. Um, but he's been, a, uh, listen, it's amazing. He's a guy who's 6'5", you know, and 6'4", you know, 280, and just a monster. But to me, he's he's better off as a face than as a heel, in my opinion. Good stuff. And one thing I got, your thoughts, who's the mystery partner in uh, Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose? Who, who fits well, the heard, for the PPA? Yeah, I've heard so many rumors. I mean, I've heard, of, you know, whether it be uh, Eric Rowan, who I don't, I don't know if he's ready to come back from his injury, to Chris Jericho, to uh, Kane, to Samoa Joe. Um, I, I get uh, a funny feeling it might be Chris Jericho here. Um, you know, Jericho kind of had that feud with the Wyatts, uh, so he's been kind of involved. I don't think Kane makes any sense, especially at this point. Um, you know, Samoa Joe, I think, would be a, a good surprise, but, you know, he's kind of like in NXT right now. I don't know if you want to move him up uh, just yet. I think Jericho might be the guy tonight uh, to kind of be the, their mystery partner. Interesting stuff. Great stuff, Mike. And thanks for, for joining us for a couple tonight, talking Night of Champions. Uh, again, you are on rantsports.com. Tell the good people listening. Uh, they want to read your blogs, where they can find them, to read all your opinions and speculation, everything on the world of pro wrestling. Yeah, rantsports.com slash pro wrestling. You can also follow me on Twitter at MichaelRiker70. Uh, and just talk about uh, the world of professional wrestling. That's all I talk about is, is wrestling. I don't mention anything about what's going on in the political world or anything that was going on in my personal life. It's only about wrestling. And there you have it. Great stuff, Mike. As always, thank you so much for spending some time with us, and uh, we got to get you back on here real soon. Take it easy, brother. Anytime, man. Enjoy the pay-per-view. Thank you. You too. And there you have it, internet blogger Mike Riker. Uh, some interesting thoughts on, like, the matches, uh, you know, and let, let's talk about that match, uh, and then I'm going to go out. We have some people who have been really patient on, on hold. Um, but that match, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, uh, you know, I didn't even think of Chris Jericho. Um, and this is a weird match for me, Dave, to predict, only because I think it really does depend on who that third guy is. Um I'm leaning towards Reigns and, and Ambrose, especially if Jericho is the mystery partner. But uh, there's part of me also that with Braun Strowman in the mix, do we want to, you know, see him just look like a real absolute monster and, you know, they win the match. Um, but it, it, when you're waiting for a mystery partner, uh, it's tough to give a prediction. You know, what, I, what I've liked about this mystery partner buildup is that something that we haven't seen in wrestling for quite a while. You know, in, in today's wrestling, promotion is is very key, especially with, you know, big name talents, veteran talents promoting them. You don't see too many surprises. 
Um, you saw a lot of those in the mid '90s, especially during the you know the Monday Night Wars, um, when you had talent rosters that were just you know armed to the teeth. But um, different scenarios. I've heard different names. I've heard Rowan. Um, that would be an obvious choice. Um, I've heard Samoa. You know, I've heard Samoa Joe. Um, Cesaro's name popped up this morning um, as a name because he's not even on the card, but. I, I, I see that as a long shot. Jericho's a name that popped up, um, which kind of makes a little sense. He's been working live events for them, um, but I don't think that they would bring him back just for a one-off kind of deal. Uh, Kane, Kane is rumored to be backstage at United Champions, and the rumor that I mentioned to you earlier, or I mentioned on the day five last Monday, was the possibility of Roman Reigns turning on Dean Ambrose at some point and, and beginning his run as a heel. I think if Kane were to be the partner tonight, Kane coming back as the monster, kind of counteracting this Braun Strowman as a part of the Wyatt family, Kane's always been a very unpredictable character to begin with. If he were to kind of turn on them, costing them the match, and then Reigns kind of getting upset with Ambrose because maybe Ambrose had sought out Kane to be the partner for this match because they're both kind of kooky, crazy guys, then I could see Kane in this in that role, and Ambrose would, you know, blame or Reigns would blame Ambrose for bringing him in and screwing things up, and and the Wyatts would get the victory. Here's a name that got thrown out today, and it's a long shot, but part of me has a feeling that it's very possible. And I'm talking about Daniel Bryan. Um, Daniel Bryan hasn't been mentioned on TV quite a bit. He had a little bit of toughen up exposure. But Daniel Bryan has been, um, you know, in interviews saying that he's been cleared to compete. He just hasn't gotten clearance from WWE doctors. I have not heard anything or read anything on the dirt sheets in regarding their thoughts and feelings on clearing Daniel Bryan. Maybe it's their way of either, A, keeping it hush-hush so that his surprise is a big deal, or, B, they really still aren't sure when they want to clear him because they're very leery about his, about his, uh, his health. So, I'm going to go with the Wyatts winning this one. Um, and and, and uh, I, don't, I, I think it doesn't really depend on who the, uh, who, who the third man is with Roman Reigns and uh, Dean Ambrose. I, I, I kind of have a feeling that the Wyatts are going to um, pick up the victory and really establish themselves as a dominant faction again. And I'm going to agree with you. I think uh... – you know, especially with, with the new edition of Braun Strowman, um, I just think, yeah, you know, and, and it's time. I mean, it's time to really build these Wyatts back to be a substantial threatening uh, faction. Um, you know, it's funny because you're, I doubt it, but I know one of the early rumors of this match was, you know, The Rock comes back. Uh, you know, The Rock winds up showing up. Yeah, Reigns and Ambrose are winning this match. Um you know, that's what I mean. We're like, you know, depending on the guy. Uh, Daniel Bryan shows up tonight. That would, that crowd is going to go batshit crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens tonight. Again, though, I, you know, when you look at these matches, uh, you know, real good on paper. I think uh, the in-ring work in this match as well is going to be very solid tonight. And let's go out to the phones because we had Kevin who's been on hold for a while. And let's get his thoughts on tonight. Kevin, how are you doing this evening? Hey, I'm doing lovely, Ken. Doing lovely. Loving the show tonight. You're doing great as always, especially when you got your man Mike Reich right there. You guys make one hell of a team. Hope you keep him on the show permanently, man. 
Thanks, Joe. You know, he's, he's definitely going to be visiting with, with myself and Dave, uh, you know, as often as we can get him on. But he always offers some really great insights. So we got Night of Champions tonight. Uh, when, you know, what are you looking forward to tonight? What are your thoughts on these matches? Uh, what are your thoughts on the pay-per-view? First and foremost, I'm hoping sincerely tonight Charlotte gets the night she should have had six nights ago. I'm not even going to go into detail about that. It's already out there on the Internet about possible influences from what happened on Raw. But Charlotte... I hope she gets the title tonight. As far as the mystery partner is, I have three choices or three people I have in mind. One is I think a lot of people actually overlook who actually could be the person, which is Dylan Mile off the NXT roster, the man with the extremely gigantic hands. I mean, this guy's hands are literally larger than life. That's the one I'm looking at. Another person is a person you guys have already talked about, which is Daniel Bryan. And my third and final possible choice would be The Rock. I don't say Kane or uh, Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan's still recovering from injury from what I've been told. And Kane, I don't think he would be a good fitness match. I think they got something else in mind for Kane, possibly maybe Sting, Undertaker related somewhere down the line. But those are three guys I'm looking at for the mystery partner. I'm hoping Sting makes history tonight and he wins the title. I hope they don't do it where he wins the title, but then just as soon as he gets it, they do a Sheamus cash in. I think it would be nice if they just let Sting run with the title for this month hell in the cell, and then if they just got to take it off him soon just to get it back on someone who's younger, you know, maybe take it off him at Survivor Series by doing a Survivor Series screw job so he can say, hey, if Sting didn't get screwed out of the title this way, he could still be champion. Just to add more prestige and history to the title and more and more, um, more respect to the title because, I mean, you have Sting in the WWE, in WWE after all these years, something we thought we'd never see, and then we – now see him in a match we thought we'd never see him again as well as for competing for the WWE title. It only makes sense. It adds more respect, lineage, and prestige to the title, and it won't hurt the title. It actually makes the title even more prestigious. Agreed. You know, I'm curious with, with all stuff and all things. I mean, you, you work out, you know, some, some interesting scenarios. Um, is there a match tonight you're looking forward to more than, than the other matches? Honestly, it's... Uh, it's going to sound kind of corny, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Sting hopefully get the WWE Championship. If he doesn't win it tonight, I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed. He should, in my opinion, win it. I mean, I understand a lot of other people's viewpoints saying it should be with someone younger, someone's going to be around longer. But, hey, it's just to make a simple argument, it's Sting. His career speaks for itself. It's It's Sting. It only makes sense to have his name as part of the other, I believe, what, 40 – Four other people have only held the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. He should be number 45. It, it would only make sense. That's, that's a good point, man. You know, adding a sort of legend like that into the, the pantheon of WWE uh, champions is, uh, you know, it's, it's it's something else. And I do think that, you know, when it comes to, you know, even Kevin Owens had said recently, you know, in a, in a statement that, you know, and when you win and lose in wrestling, you know, and, and he was – uh, he was responding to fans that were criticizing his program with John Cena. And he's like, you know, he basically said, John Cena, you know, the program did wonders for my career. And, uh, you know, people aren't going to necessarily remember who won and who lost. They're going to remember that we put on a, a bunch of really kick-ass matches in an entertaining program. And, uh, you know, I think that's what you, you look at, you know, even with Seth Rollins, you know, win or lose, uh, people are going to remember how great he can be in the ring and what he can do to make – not only himself look good, but him, you know his his opponents look good. Uh, what do you think is going to happen between uh, Rollins and John Cena? 
Well, I actually think Cena's going to get the U.S. title back. What they do with Cena from this point on forward, it's a question mark. But I put it like this. All this overall is a build towards WrestleMania 32. We're not officially on this road to WrestleMania 32, but they're doing all this stuff right now. WrestleMania 32 has got to be probably going to be the biggest WrestleMania of all time. They're giving us all this stuff right now, which another thing is you touched on it a minute ago before you, you picked up my call. That if Rock comes out as part of Ambrose and Reigns' team tonight, that's what I'm most, most likely looking forward to as well, besides Sting winning the title. Wow, that's <laughs> that once again goes back to what Vince Man said many, many moons ago, which is, you know, anything could happen at any time in the WWE, and that's why you can't miss the WWE, especially now with the WWE Network and these network specials slash pay-per-views. So especially if Rock comes out tonight, wow. I'm I'm really thinking it's, it's more likely either going to be him or Dylan Miles. If it's Daniel Bryan, I'll be surprised about that too, but I'm thinking more so now I'm rethinking it, it's either going to be The Rock or Dylan Miles, the man with the giant hands. So I know you're a big fan. We, we've coined the phrase here when we watch pay-per-views. You know, we have a group of people here, and when when cool things happen, it's, it's the living room pop. So uh, is there going to be a pretty big living room pop if you hear The Rock's music hit before uh, this tag match? Oh, yes, definitely. Or I could see where Ambrose and Reigns come out and they just start the match on their own and they do like how Rock used to do back in the day when he was actively competing, where it'll be a minute or two before he gets into the match and then that's when you hear his music hit. It, I, that happens, yeah. Windows going to break in my house because of how loud we're going to be popping <laughs> in my house now. That's awesome stuff. Kevin, thanks a lot for the phone call tonight. Enjoy Night of Champions and uh, give us a buzz tomorrow night. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir, brother. I will. You have a great one, too. Take it easy, man. Let's stick with the phones because we got Rocky is on the line. Uh, Rocky, how are you doing this evening? Doing good, Ken. What's going on? Not much. How are you this evening? I'm waiting for uh, waiting for Night of Champions to kick off. I'm looking forward to a really good show. Uh, I'm happy to say that lately, in my opinion, WWE has been stepping up its programming. Um, you haven't. You've been having some quality matches. And I think you have a good card in front of you. I'm definitely looking forward to the uh, the New Day versus Dudley's. Um, one match where I'm curious to see how it's going to go is Kevin Owens versus Ryback. Because uh, as of late, you're not taking anything away from Ryback. I, I am a fan, but in my opinion, his... He's kind of been faltering as of late, and I really think that he needs he needs a jolt. And if there's one thing that's been demonstrated, Kevin Owens definitely inserts a certain excitement into any match he participates in. So uh, I'm looking forward to see what this does for both men and how that's going to go. What do you think? I, I think it's a real good question, man. I think it's something where, you know, I think Owens, um, he does. He does uh, bring something. Uh, he adds uh, a unique sense of offense. He he's a hard hitter uh, again with a unique move set. Uh, I look forward to this matchup being you know a hard hitting, bruising, uh, you know a lot of moves that really legit look like they hurt. Um, you know the the issue I, I have honestly with this match is I, I think Ryback has reached a point where uh, the the IC titles helped him a lot. Um, and he's helped the IC title. I think it's been good for both the, the title and him. Um, I think uh, Ryback's ability, especially on the mic, as, as Mike Riker had said to us, uh, you know, has, has improved. Uh, I, I think he's been a good IC champion. 
Uh, my concern, and I'll put my prediction out there right now. I think Owens is going to win the belt tonight. Uh, I think you know he's he's you know he had his program with Cena. Uh, you know I think he's he's ready to to hold uh, a belt. Uh, you know on the main roster, and my concern is what you do with Ryback afterwards. I think you can continue a program with Owens. Uh, you know you have your rematch clause. Ultimately, you know I think Owens is going to come out on top in this program. And I'm hoping Ryback, you know, isn't lost because this is a guy a few years ago was arguably the most popular guy on the card, and uh, you know, a program with Cena that went nowhere and uh, just kind of floundered for a while. The Heyman thing didn't work for him, and I feel like you know, with the IC title, this has finally worked well for Ryback. And I, I personally, I think he's going to lose the belt tonight. Uh, so what happens? Your thoughts? Dave, as far as the stuff Rocky said, reference uh, to Owens and Ryback. I think um, I think he's right. I think Ryback's character does need a little bit of a jolt, and I think maybe losing the title to to somebody like Kevin Owens um, would provide a good chase for him to chase after the Intercontinental Title. Um, kind of give that that vibe, that feel that you know, um, you know, it was so great to be the Intercontinental Champion. Now it's been taken away from me, but I want it back that much more. And it's and it's in the wrong hands. It's in the hands of somebody who doesn't represent the WWE and the WWE universe very well. I mean, they can kind of go with that kind of spin, that kind of feel, um, you know, for you know a couple of months, you know, next month, maybe even the following month after that. Um, I don't. I see Owens winning tonight. I'm going to go and predict and say I think Owens will win. He'll make a good bad guy champion, and then Ryback will end up chasing him for the title for a little while. Uh, what they do after that is beyond me. But um, I think so far it's been working. And what's good about this 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 angle between the two of them is is that Kevin Owens, for all intents and purposes, is an indie fan's wrestler to the, in, in WWE. The indie fan watches for him, okay? He's one of the reasons why they watch. And Ryback is, for all intents and purposes, he's been – he 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 was he was created by WWE. The machine was behind him. You know they weren't behind a guy like Kevin Owens. So you could see an interesting dichotomy with the audience where you may want to portray Kevin Owens as this 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 bully, this heel, but the people might kind of might kind of might be behind him, knowing his backstory, knowing the backstory as to how Ryback ascended to the level he's at in WWE. So that's, that's a route that could eventually, they, they could eventually go with it. But um, my, like I said, my prediction, I think Owens wins it. And he'll probably, in my opinion, I think he could be one of the, the best intercontinental champions of this era based on his in-ring work alone. Good stuff, Rocky, yeah. as always. And before I let you go, I just, I, I got to get your, your thoughts on the main event. Uh, Sting going for the WWE championship. First time. Got to get our fans take on this. What what happens? Does Rollins walk out with his belt, or does Sting walk out with it? Uh, that, that that is such a rough one, Ken. And for me, be, being a longtime wrestling fan, even back in the early WCW days, and definitely being a you know a stinger, uh, you can really paint it either way. As far as my call uh, on the match itself, I'm thinking Rollins retains. Could I see it going either way? Absolutely. I think there's merits for both for both sides of that coin. But uh, I I I just don't see Stinger walking away with it. 
um, I see him getting screwed in some way, shape, or form. I definitely don't see Rollins, you know, winning clean, which, you know, goes to the persona as it should. But uh, would I like to see Stinger with his hands on the, you know, with his hands on the belt raised over his head? Absolutely. But that's not my call. Good stuff as always, Rocky. Thanks a lot for the phone call, and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you real soon. All right, guys. Take care. Take it easy, brother. Good stuff from Rocky, and let's get into our predictions and going through these matches. Uh, you know, uh, we didn't talk about it. We talked with uh, Mike Riker about his thoughts on the on the Divas, and, it, and it's been spotty, uh, this quote-unquote revolution. Um, is this the night that officially, realistically, the Diva Revolution begins. I say yes. I say it begins tonight. Charlotte finally gets her hands on this. Uh, Ric Flair is there to celebrate with his daughter. It's a nice uh, cry fest. Uh, good feel-good moment. Um, but my pick is Charlotte. Uh, I, I think it will have a... You know, this is one of those matches where who knows with, with Bella um, what we're going to get. So I can't say we're going to get a great match. I'm hoping with Charlotte we get at least a solid matchup, uh, you know, something entertaining. But I- I'm looking for Charlotte to finally take that Divas Championship, Dave. I think it's going to happen tonight. I mean, I think what they did last week, they wanted to give her, they wanted to give Nikki Bella the record to set up the rematch for tonight. Um, I think they want to put the belt on Charlotte. I mean, from what I've heard, that they that was the original plan, was Charlotte was going to come in right away and not too long after her debut, she was going to win the title. And you were going to really establish this revolution as as serious, as a serious thing because she'd come in so quickly and take the championship. Um, here's the thing, though. Um, I, I guess you could say that if she were to win tonight, you could establish the revolution. However, this idea just kind of came to me. Not too long ago, as as Riker was actually talking about it. What would really piss people off is if Charlotte lost tonight, and Nikki kind of underhandedly trust me won me. the title, or in some tricky way, but a way that doesn't get her disqualified, keeps the title. And if you really want to make an impact on the Divas Revolution, if you were to book a rematch next month, Charlotte. Versus Nikki, first time ever, Divas Championship inside the Hell in the Cell. Whoa! I mean, whoa! I, I, I mean, I, it's it's possible, but I'm That's leaning towards Charlotte taking the belt tonight. I don't think they're really going to go that far. I think I think at, at some point they will entertain ideas like that down the line. But once this Divas revolution has been established and is in a comfortable position on the card. Um, but, yeah, that's just, to me, like I'm thinking to myself, if you really want to establish this and make this a big deal, you put them in a spot like that next month. But I'm not going to go any further, and I'm just going to stick with my original idea, my original prediction. Charlotte takes the belt tonight, um, and she's kind of the, the, the new face, or at least they're testing her out to be the new face in the Divas division. Well, and there you go. That would be cool though if they went in that direction. But I, I, I yeah, I don't know if they're gonna get the ladies in the hell in the cell. But it would be cool. Um, and that leaves us with uh, the two big matches. And look at us, like with uh, 
about 16 minutes left in the show. It's a, it's some good timing. Some good timing putting this show together. Uh, the main event or main events or main eventer. Um, you know, there's so many things surrounding uh, the storytelling right now with Rollins and, you know, his two championships, defending both championships tonight, defending uh, the, the WWE title versus a legend who's already 0-1 in the company, the looming cash-in uh, from Sheamus, uh, you know, so many things surrounding, um, you know, Seth Rollins and, and, you know, a guy with all the talent in the world, you know, the, you know, a guy who could pull this night off. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you, you look at so many scenarios here where, you know, he could go into Monday Night Raw with, with one belt. He could go into Monday Night Raw with, with no belts, with two belts. Uh, Sting could be champ. Sheamus could be champ. You know, you got Sting, Sheamus, or Rollins could be the WWE champion heading into Monday Night Raw. Uh, Rollins or Cena, obviously, with the U.S. title. Um, so there's so many permutations going into uh, this. Uh, you know, the one thing for me, Dave, that like I look at, and which makes it difficult for me to predict uh, what exactly is going to happen with these matches, is I'm looking for, you know, it's Night of Champions. Again, it's, it's we're living in a WWE Network world. Um, I'm looking for it to be impactful. Um, so I feel like splitting doesn't work. Um, I, I feel like it's all or nothing with, with Rollins. I think Rollins walks out with, with both belts, and he walks into Monday Night Raw, just the the conquering king of all he surveys and uh, just ups his cockiness to uh, the umpteenth level. Or... He loses both belts, and and we get to see the evolution of the Seth Rollins character dealing with the ultimate disappointment coming out of Night of Champions. Um, but like I said, it's it's difficult for me to to make predictions here because I, I'm looking. I, my first prediction, I would say, all or nothing. I don't think there's going to be a split here. Uh, I think we're going to get some entertaining matches. I think for a guy who is. Uh, Sting's age, uh, Rollins is a good guy to be in the ring with because I think he's going. We're going to get an entertaining matchup between the two of them. Uh, and no, no disrespect, Sting is in tremendous shape. Um, I'm not even going to say for his age; he's just in tremendous shape. Uh, but I think they're going to put on an entertaining matchup. I think we're going to get a good matchup with Cena and Rollins. Um, but at least first, first leg of the predictions, Dave. I, I'm looking at an all or nothing scenario with uh, Rollins. You know, it, it was, like you, it's been very difficult to kind of um, figure out what direction each of these guys are going to go in moving forward, you know, past tonight's Night of Champions event. And so I decide, I dissected this and kind of came up with four different possible scenarios, and two of them at least really don't make sense. But then again, like you said, tonight needs to be impactful. And two of these scenarios could make a huge impact on the show and the individual itself. First off, you could go the route that Seth Rollins wins both championship matches. He goes into Monday Night Raw, and he's confident as ever. He wins them both decisively, okay? No outside interference kind of proves that he's the man – he can do it on his own, and he builds that confidence in him. 
that the authority has been pushing him to 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 obtain is more confidence as being the man. But at the same time, Rollins' confidence is so big that he, in a sense, doesn't feel like he needs the authority as much and doesn't really rely on them as much, which then upsets the authority because they love to manipulate whoever the champion is, which then could, in the beginning, could be the beginning stages of a Seth Rollins babyface turn with him as the champion. And then you could start, the, the, you can really let the seeds of dissension continue to grow between him and the authority. That's one scenario. Second scenario that's super out of the box is Seth Rollins not only walking away with both championships tonight, but Seth Rollins also being forced to defend the title for a third time against Sheamus, who would be cashing in, and defeating Sheamus and leaving Knight of Champions with all of his titles after three matches. Once again, you kind of build that confidence. He kind of builds his role as somewhat of a tweener, maybe even a babyface. The authority... And him, that, that those seeds of dissension begin because he's not relying on them as much, but they want to manipulate the champion. Um, you kind of build off of that and continue to grow as the fall months and even going into WrestleMania season that continues. Um, the other option is he loses all of his championships. Either he loses the United States Championship and then the WWE Championship in the match with Sting, or he beats Sting, but then he loses with a Sheamus cash-in at some point. I liked Riker's idea of Sheamus getting after Rollins after the United States Championship match. I'm not really too thrilled with him and Sting as the main event, but I like the idea because it hasn't really been brought up. Sheamus could technically cash in during that United States Championship match, and we won't see a Seth Rollins-Sting Championship main event tonight. Or we could see a Sheamus-Sting Championship main event, and Seth Rollins invokes his rematch clause, making it a triple threat of some sort. Who knows? Breaking news before I continue my theory, Stardust and the Lucha Dragons, the Cosmic Wasteland, have won their six-man tag team match. So, Ken, you are one and zero, and I am zero and one. Continue. Yeah, I'm, not ha- you know, I'm not happy I'm on the bandwa- the Ascension bandwagon. So. <laughs> well, you got a victory under your belt. The other theory here is is that which is the more likely of the of the four, is that tonight Rollins loses the United States Championship and then he loses the match to Sting, but Sting doesn't walk away with the title. How does that happen? This is where Sheamus enters. Sheamus somehow interferes in the match, causing some kind of disqualification, whether it's trying to attempt to cash in and, and, and causing the DQ, or he just outright gets involved and attacks Sting to to end up setting up his attempt at a cash-in on Seth Rollins. Very similar to what Seth Rollins did at last year's Night of Champions when he broke up the pin from John Cena and Brock Lesnar, causing the disqualification, therefore attempting to cash-in on Brock Lesnar, but failing, and the pay-per-view ended with a disqualification finish. I can see that scenario happening, which then, moving forward, you could do Sheamus and Sting either at WrestleMania or at the Royal Rumble if you really wanted to give Sheamus that kind of rub by getting him involved in costing Sting the match. It doesn't necessarily hurt Sting because he didn't really lose the match. Someone screwed him out of the title. And John Cena, who scored the pinfall 
to regain the United States Championship against Seth Rollins earlier in the evening can lay claim to pinning the WWE Champion earlier in the night, therefore getting his rematch against Seth Rollins next month inside Hell in a Cell, no outside interference, Cena, Rollins, for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And that's the prediction I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Cena winning the title. I'm going to go with Sting winning the match, but Rollins still keeping the belt. Very interesting. Yeah, it's funny. This is one of those things where like, I, I'm you know, trying to reconcile like head and heart kind of thing because, uh, you know, heart-wise, um, and I, again, a big fan of Seth Rollins and what he's doing, I, I kind of want to see the Seth Rollins character showing up on Raw with no belts tomorrow night. I want to see that the evolution of that character. I want to see what he does uh, after riding high on the hog for so long uh, to to be uh, you know to deal with that disappointment as a character. To uh, uh, what you know what exactly uh, the how the authority addresses him, how you know he handles uh, uh, disappointing the authority. Um, I, I I would I would tend it's funny I would tend to agree with you. Uh, with with the predictions, I, I don't think they, they want to go too long with him having both belts. Um, I, I, the interesting thing is, I, I you know, I, I I think it's it's one of those things where we're not. We're, there's no way we're going to see. There's no way Rollins wins the U.S. title match and retains that belt, and then loses a WWE title. Because to me, like him coming and just walking away from this this uh, night, this pay per view. With that belt, in a weird way, and I know John Cena's elevated it, but a weird way, it kind of just throws him back into a, as a mid-carder, um, at least to me. So I, I don't see that happening. I, you know, I, I don't think there's any way that you know he wins uh, the U.S. title but then loses the WWE title. In fact, I, I think if, if Seth Rollins, in some way, shape, or form, uh, walks out with the U.S. title. Um, you know for a fact that there's no way he's not walking out of there with the WWE championship. Uh, to me, just just lay down your money right there. Like, you'll know. Um, but I think they're going to take that off him. I think Cena's going to take that belt. Um, you know, it, it's it's disappointing. I, and I, I do feel like we're going to have one of those moments where uh, to kind of give him a moment, uh, there's going to be some weird finish. Uh, Sting's going to win. Uh not win the title, but for some reason the title will be left in the ring or left somewhere accessible to Sting, where we will have a moment where Sting is standing in the middle of the ring holding the belt up, uh, and and so at least at least you know fans in attendance will have that photo op. Uh, but it, it's weird. I mean, personally, like, and I'm curious, Dave, like when you talk about like predictions again, like heart versus head, uh, you know, I personally. And that's why it's tough to reconcile. I don't need a, a long run. And to be honest with you, as a wrestling fan, um, all the respect in the world to Sting. He's an all-time great. He's been doing this for a long time. Really impressed with the shape the guy is in. For me, was never a big Sting guy. I just wasn't. Was never a, a big fan of his. Uh, his character didn't resonate with me. It just, I just wasn't. I wasn't a Sting guy. Um, but for what he's done, you know, a couple weeks, a month, 
to have the WWE title, I think it would be cool. I think it would be pretty cool for him to to have a you know a short run with the WWE title to add that to his resume. Uh, remains to be seen if if that does actually happen at some point. Um, but but I'm curious, aside from your prediction, Dave, uh, your thoughts uh, if you would even like to see Sting uh, holding that championship. Um. For something that like has never been in 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 regards to it being the it's never been seen before. Yeah, I'd like to say that I've seen it. Okay, I'd like to say that it, that I've witnessed it. That it happened. Something that we never thought would happen. Thing being in WWE now, let alone being the champion. I think it'd be pretty cool. It's not like he's like a hundred years old in the ring either. Like. He still can put out a pretty damn good match. Um, you know, he proved that in his time in TNA. He had moments where he had slowed down a little bit, but that comes with age. That happens to everybody. Okay, I, I would dare say that in some respects he's in better condition than Undertaker. And Undertaker is regarded as as, as a mythical like figure amongst wrestling fans. And no matter how old he is. People will still cheer him and still expect him to be the demonic phenom, the dead man. So, to, for, for for fans to expect Sting to be putting out top quality matches at his age, it's preposterous. But he's not doing bad. He's not doing terrible. Okay? And he's proved that since he's been back. His match Triple H at WrestleMania. Well, even his interaction in the tag match, he was moving around pretty good. It was limited, but he was moving around pretty good. Tonight it'll be tonight will be a true test against a young guy like Seth Rollins, but I think he can handle it. And and just for the purpose of saying that I've never seen it before and and it's never been done before, yeah, I'd like to see Sting get the belt tonight. And 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 you have that feel good moment. And it would and we talked about it a few weeks ago on this show, it would help his. Hall of Fame speech with the video package, and you see it in the montage. He's holding up the belt, and he's got that on his resume. He's been the WCW World Heavyweight Champion. He's been the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and he's been the WWE Champion. So I personally think that it would be cool to see, but, you know, I'm going with it's not going to happen, just based on also that Rolling Stone article that he put out, too. It's just it's it's a weird place to be, and also the WWE. And like I said, you know, again, wins and losses are not necessarily important in pro wrestling. But to, to put guys over, uh, you got to have some wins under your belt. You have to have uh, you know some credibility. And Instinct does, um, but he is older, and, and to be in a position where he's zero and two in this company, um, I, I personally, for me as a fan, he's I think technically it two and one. As, as what? He's technically two and one if you count Monday. The one, one and one. Think, then. And that's why I think he's going to lose. He won by disqualification with Big Show's interference, and he got a victory in the tag match. He's technically right, right, two right. and one. Right. I, I, was, I, I was thinking in terms of pay per views. Oh, okay. So, like, you know, you don't want the guy on on pay per views to be zero and two. Uh, so, to me, you got to get this guy a, a victory. Um, you know, and whether that's a victory and he gets the belt or a victory that he, uh, you know, doesn't win the belt but wins the match remains to be seen. But we are set right now. Enjoy Night of Champions. It's about that Who time. Who you picking? What? 
I'm, I'm agree agreeing with you. I think we're going Cena and, and Sting. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of iffy on whether we'll see the, the championship change hands or not with Sting. Um, but I think Sting's going to be victorious regardless. And I think they're going to they're gonna go with Cena again with that uh, U.S. title. And you guys enjoy enjoy the pay-per-view tonight. We'll be back tomorrow night, special start time, 6 o'clock. Uh, and we'll have J.J. Dillon on tomorrow night. See you tomorrow night for Dave. I am Ken. Thank you all for tuning in. Good night, everybody.